Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that builds biography using music and the songs that have become connected to our guests' lives. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Callaghan. Our guest today is Cesar Aguilera. Cesar was born in Quito, Ecuador, and he's known for his many artistic abilities and endeavors, experimenting with vast spectrum of mediums, techniques, materials, and subjects. He's the co-founder of Art Symbol Underground and the Art Symbol Underground Gallery. He's the art curator for Sydney and Byrne Davis Art Center, the creator of a wearable art brand focusing on using discarded materials like computer parts and discarded technology. And he won the 2015 Gulf Shore Life Emerging Arts Leader Award. Many know Aguilera through his mixed media paintings, but he's also accomplished in drawing, oil painting, sculpture, film, special effects, makeup, costume design, acting, and even performance art. Although his artistic approach is always in flux, his objective remains constant, to use art as a means of finding solutions to problems that plague our world and the societies that inhabit it. Hi, Cesar. How are you? Hi, there. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> what did you listen to on the way in? I kind of was not paying attention because I was nervous about this. <laughs> you mentioned you, you wanted to bring a flask. What would have been in it? Somebody gave me this flask with some spice... Tequila, Ooh. yeah, it had kind of cinnamon in it. So, but yeah, That's it a... was weird, but it tasted good. Okay, you thought it would give you a little liquid courage. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is just a conversation between friends, yeah, right? Definitely. We know each other. I mean, a, a little bit, or at least very acquainted. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to get to know you though a little bit more. Now, where did you grow up? Grow up? Yeah. In Ecuador until I was 19 years old, and then moved to the United States to Naples for. 16 years and now in Fort Myers for the last five, six years. What was the musical background and describe that of your childhood? What music was being played? How was it being played? Well, there was always music in the house. My father, he played in the Latin orchestra. Okay. And so for that side, it was always uh, Latin music, jazz. He was big. He's still a big fan of uh, Frank Sinatra. From my mom's side, it was always bossa nova and same thing, jazz too, or more tropical jazz. But every morning in the weekends, you will wake up and it was music loud. You know, like what's happening? Yeah, they're just doing their thing. You know. Yeah, so you'd wake up to music playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of music would they be? Is it does it depend on what they felt like that morning? Yeah, for example, they will have the the weekend that they're doing deep cleaning, and you wake up to uh, Tom Jobim. You know, playing loud, like, mm, and they're dancing. And yeah, you're the getting cleaning. ready for the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's very similar mm-hmm. with my mom and I. Yeah, okay, cool. What about your earliest musical memory that you could think of personally? Um, well, my father's side of the family, mm-hmm. almost everybody's a musician. So whether the family get togethers, it was the best thing because, you know, they, they they start chatting and then later in the afternoon, everybody will bring their instruments and it will be like an improvisation of just life, you know, in the living room. So it was like the most amazing thing. And I want to be a musician because of seeing everybody, you know, the straight up bass, the piano, they just jamming and having fun. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick up an instrument when you were younger? I actually applied for the... Um, a symphony. Okay. And uh, I passed the test. 
they said I have pretty good year for music but from my house to the school it was almost two hours oh wow so i didn't go did you then just play anything recre- recreationally i've been practicing the bass in the gallery when after we closed the gallery with brian we've been just the, the electric bass you know kind of trying to get back into it cool yeah. uh that's that's really awesome that you've been playing that more recently any st- certain style oh sorry i'm getting waved at Hi, friends. We're keeping this in the episode. Oh, I want to. I want to know what he played in the symphony. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, he said he applied to play in the symphony. Well, but he had to have played something to yeah, get that's far true. enough to apply. That's true. You can't just apply and say I want to join the symphony and I don't play anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I applied for piano and violin. Oh, piano and yeah. violin. Mm-hmm. Do you play either of those instruments now? Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. So is it after the symphony dreams were shattered? Did you just swear those off? Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to play the violin still to this day, but uh, haven't made the time or effort to learn. You're focusing on bass right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike Canary. I thought we had a technical difficulty happening. I was like, oh, no, we already messed this up. We're so just so far in. Uh, what about, um, so you said your first musical memory personally. What were you thinking in, in that regard? What was your first absolute musical memory other than your you know, playing music when you were waking up, what's something that you gravitated to that you found on your own? Well, I always had music on my room, too. You know, I was kind of, instead of being friendly with friends, I would always stay in my room creating my projects. So I always have music playing, but I think that moment that changed music personally forever was the first song that I selected. Ooh. So, we'll, we'll get there shortly. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple mm-hmm. more questions before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about the first live music that you saw? <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm excited That's now. That's funny. <laughs> because it was Shakira concert. Okay. But I did Where? it in Quito, Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And this is very early Shakira when she was still singing only in Spanish. And we didn't have money, so we we went to the concert hall, just trying to see if we can sneak in, and we couldn't, so <laughs> we just started being stupid, so I, I threw a bottle, and it broke, and didn't know police were close by, so they tackled me in against the wall, and I don't know what's happening, and they pushed me inside the concert hall, so I kind of can see Shakira from the side, right. so it was a it was a win, you know. All my friends were outside, worried that I'm getting beat up or something. But I'm just inside, like, looking from very far at the concert. So it kind of worked out. So you got to experience. <laughs> Did you stay in there, too? Well, they let me out until uh, at the end of the concert. So right. Don't do that again. Get out, yeah. <laughs> How old were you? Jesus, probably, like, 14, 15. Yeah. That's fabulous. So you just decided to chuck a, a glass bottle and yeah. then that got you in the concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mi, mi maestro trabajó con Shakira. Oh, sí? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, uh, in Colombia or here? No, aquí uh, in Miami. Oh, really? Sí. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm the only other Latin person here, so that's that's a little no, thing between us. No, that's perfect. I, I, was <laughs> gonna, I wasn't even going to ask you what you said, to be yeah, quite frank. Yeah, I said that is an audio engineer, so he, he worked on a couple of her songs and stuff like that, maybe a few albums. So, mm, wow. hey, 
That's awesome. I mean, Shakira yeah. is absolutely fabulous. Her music to this day, her vocals, just her presence is fabulous. What was it like to experience that from so far in the back? Um, well, I was scared, you know, that I'm going to get beat up or sent to jail. <laughs> More so. focused on your safety than the yeah. actual music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the first uh, music that you owned? What was that? Or what can you remember? Well, it was... The one that I remember that I truly enjoy was CDs just came out and it was Queen great great at heat, mm-hmm. great hits. So I remember just getting the CD and playing in the in the big new system and the sound was just so different than before tapes or records, you know. So I remember that sound just being amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember getting in my first five disc CD changer and I thought that was mm. just the absolute end all be all of technology. Mm-hmm. It had a cassette yeah. as well in there. Mm-hmm. It also had like the two big speakers. It was probably just this, I don't know, probably almost two feet full with the speakers and everything. And I felt like it had the super bass button yeah. that you could activate the super bass or mm-hmm. turn it off. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. what, what would you say your favorite Queen song is then? I mean, that's the greatest hits. I know that CD very well. I had that same album CD as well. <laughs> well, it was... From that album, you mean? Yeah. Um has to be Bohemian Rhapsody. You, you think know, so? Was the more, just the whole change of rhythm through the whole song, the opera, opera type of singing the whole thing was just mind-blowing you know epic, mm-hmm. epic yeah killer yeah. queen is probably mine off killer of that yeah. yeah i just really dig that a lot i always felt mm-hmm. like it was about me so that was <laughs> it's all about me uh what about uh main music that you listen to did you follow suit with your parents more in the no. jazz or no okay. no yeah because i mean that's funny because you know they're always dancing mm-hmm. doing the dancing to latin rhythms and stuff you know and they always try to encourage me and my brother, that's a year older, you know, you guys come dance, you know, and I was, I was a metalhead, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't dance to this, you know, <laughs> so I, ne- I, I, of course, enjoy jazz music and still listen these days, but not as much as the metal music. What bands rock. were you into? Um, well, <laughs> to start with, it was Black Sabbath, you know, they want to change everything. But before that, you know, I was more into pop or even some Latin bands, too. Like top radio kind of stuff? Yeah, nothing too specific. You know, yeah. It's just music, too. But then when I start listening to metal is when it was very specific with music. What about high school? I want to go up there. What was the vibe? Were you still super metal high school? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I went deeper into metal, like a gothic and... Nordic metal, mm. like very obscure bands that I couldn't, it was really hard to find even albums, you know, I had to just get a copy of a copy of a copy kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, bootleg yeah. metal and uh, alternative, especially in the United States, was a little bit difficult sometimes to come by, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can imagine in Ecuador, in Ecuador how difficult and how different that was. Yeah, I I, I can remember how I came across by the uh, Devil, Devil Doll. Mm-hmm. So I fell in love with that band, but it was just impossible to get albums to this day, you know. So, right. So how did it, were you just like swapping music between friends or? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it was one guy that probably flew to, went on vacation to Europe or North America and then brought him, look what I got. Oh my God. 
Make gonna, me a copy. I'm gonna burn this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, are there any um, Ecuadorian metal bands that you would like to draw attention to? Ooh. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't followed them in a while, but the concerts were the best in Ecuador. You just go see them live. This band called La Trifulca, for example. Ooh. And really fun. Some kind of aggressive, but fun. The lyrics were just hilarious too. Can you remember any like a line, maybe? Oh God, putting you on the spot there a little putting bit. Putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. No, but the right. smile on your face is no, fantastic. No, yeah, it was good memories. Just yeah. to think of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. fabulous. I thought yeah. I thought maybe Jared was trying to find something. Oh, he's googling. He's googling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about dancing a little bit, but you said no. You're not a dancer. No, I always feel so awkward. Even now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I have. A couple of drinks, maybe. Then okay. I, that's if that so flask was here, maybe we could, yeah. maybe we could get down <laughs> well, to some yeah. mm-hmm. your first song because that one we could totally dance to. Um, but uh, what about? Do you remember your first like slow dance? Did you do any of that kind of like dance uh, yeah. dances and you know high school kind of thing? I always been very awkward with the ladies, you know. So I remember going to the proms, but. It was always like a nightmare show, so I don't even remember what we danced to. So <laughs> trying to put it away from my memories. You're like, yeah. why are you bringing up all of these things I don't want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> At least that part, you know, I can remember what it was. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I was just talking about that today. Really? Yeah, um, a pilot. Always been want to be a pilot. Really? Mm-hmm. But I don't have good vision. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> but so in Ecuador, after the three years of high school, you have to select a specialization. Okay. So I want to be a pilot. So I, the only place to learn how to be a pilot was the military school. Mm-hmm. So I applied to the military, military school and they told me you have really get great. So that could be anything I want in the Air Force, but not the pilot. Because of my vision. Because of your vision. So, so you can be an engineer, you can be everything you want. And but just not a pilot. So, I don't want to be anything else, but I want to be a pilot. <laughs> so what did you opt for instead? Artist. No. No? Well, i always been doing art since right. I, I was a kid. Like okay. i always been doing crazy projects, saving all the empty pens just to make like a fortress kind of thing. You know, weird stuff. Yeah. But I never thought that as a... As a career, for example, mm. yeah, I just like to doodle, you know. I'm like, I thought I was good at it, but I never thought like, oh, I'm gonna be an artist. So um, after that was my rebellion, rebellion years in high school. I really want to save the planet to this day, you know. But mm-hmm. I was more, I had more anger back then, you know. So I was on the streets throwing stones and fighting the system, kind of thing. And so I decided that. I used to go a lot to the to the Amazons because my father used to work for the oil company. Okay. So we had free access to the plains and go to the fields in the Amazons. And it was the contrast of just that beauty of the Amazons and the destruction that you see because mm-hmm. the deforestation, the oil spills, and they don't care, you know. Let's move to the next place. So then is when I decided that I wanted to do something about the planet, and I enrolled in uh, environmental engineering back in Ecuador, too, after I graduation, you know. Um, I only stayed there six months before I moved to the States, so okay. I didn't finish that. All right. Mm-hmm. What I would love to do is get to your first song. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you describe your first song to us or tell the song story behind it? How do you want to go about the first song? Let's describe it first. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, you know, I already had my first CDs, like Queen, and it was more in the pop. So um, I remember going with my brother to this record store, and he had two CDs. It was some metal. And I didn't know what to get, you know, and he told me, you should get this one. This is really good. And the album was, the album cover was pretty bad, you know. Like, this doesn't look good. Oh, you're going to love it. And I think he only pushed me to buy it because he wanted it. Right. But he couldn't afford the other one. I have money for the next one. I was, you should get this one. He really pushed it into me. So the, the album was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. So, okay, fine. But it looks horrible. That cover is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I get home and I play it and it's like, what is this, you know, like the whole album was just blow my mind, you know, and since then, you know, I, it was just getting deeper into metal bands, and so I just remember listening, especially Paranoid, over and over and over, and like, what is this? Describe music? the scene for us, because we I have no idea what your bedroom looked like, I have no idea what that, that maybe envision that for me. So, I have a Pretty cool bedroom that the window faces directly uh, one of the biggest volcanoes in Ecuador. So you got this really cool view of the Cotopaxi volcano. Wow. So, and there's a massive window and I have my my player, you know, and just playing. I was just looking at the, this massive mountain and just all this energy just coming through. It's just... Unbelievable. <laughs> if you could describe that song in a word, how that felt for you to hear that for the first time, what would it be? It would be like a volcano, probably because of a volcano, but the energy that a volcano has, you know, like bring me all that energy. So you're listening in CD? CD. CD, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think were you, were you, were you like rocking out with it? Were you just sitting in awe, listening? How were you? Oh, I was just taking it in, you know, like in my head, you know, what is this? Do you want to listen to it? Of course, yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So this is Paranoid by Black Sabbath from their 1970 album of the same name. (laughs) Oh, I haven't sat down and listened to that with good headphones in quite some time. It is. Brings that energy from back in the day. From the volcano? Yeah. Have you ever seen the volcano erupt? No, not live. (laughs) I needed to know that. I needed Mm -hmm. to know. Where does Paranoid fit into your life today? To this day, I use metal as uh, to give me energy, you know. So if I'm sad or tired or depressed, you know, I need some kick, kick in, you know, some good energy, like play some metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it always gives me that rush of energy that I need, you know. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that song, that song specifically, too. I mean, Black Sabbath in general, that's, I think, a launching point for a lot of people to get into heavier music, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Did Black Sabbath open your world up to other music? Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. what? The next one I can think of is Pantera. Okay, yeah. Like, that was even a bigger rush of energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Just... Pantera, I always kind of describe that. It's like... Um, it's like tough. That's tough guy. That's tough guy music. Tough person music. Guy, girl, doesn't anyone doesn't matter who you are. That's tough person music. Like, I mean, walk. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. The whole song is. Are you get talking a, to me? Yeah, it's like <laughs> stay away from me. I don't want to be your friend. I'm doing my own stuff. Like, I'm a badass mother. <laughs> uh, so that's you know Pantera. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else? Really, I'm thinking Iron Maiden. Were you ever really into that? 
my brother was really into Iron Maiden. Okay. Um, so, I, of course, I was listening to that, but Ministry, for example. Yeah, Ministry, I, okay. I love that energy, too. Yeah, just that high energy, and especially Ministry being so politically inclined. Mm -hmm. All the lyrics were amazing, too, you know. Right. So, I, I, I like that combination. You were drawn a little bit to the dark and the angst. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And after I left high school, I never got into of the street protests or the violence that, you know. Right. I took all that energy and like a rush of energy instead of anger, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a Black Sabbath story. Go oh, for yeah. it. <laughs> it's not really a story, but it's funny. Um, I had a friend in like late middle school who was really into Black Sabbath. I was like, okay, Eric, you like this band. In my head, that's when Black Sabbath like came out, which would have been like the mid-80s. And it wasn't until we did this show and we had a song on that I was like, oh, they were around in the 60s. I had no idea, but it made them so much more impressive to me suddenly because then I was like, holy cow, they've been around forever. So anyway, that's my Black Sabbath story mm. and I'm sticking to it. I like that story. Nobody, I mean, when I was like, oh God, this album came out in 1970. So mm -hmm. they've been making music since, blah, I'm not exactly sure when they formed as a band. Uh, sometime in the up. 60s. 68. 68. Okay, yeah. I figured I was going to say about 67 or so. So mm -hmm. God. Oh, time. Time is a weird soup. <laughs> and then I saw Black Sabbath reunion at Ozfest in West Palm Beach. I was so blown away. When, you know? Around when was that Ozfest? Jesus, what year was that? You're like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> I'm so bad with dates, dates and time. Yeah, I would say like... At least a decade ago, for sure. Because yeah. Ozfest mm -hmm. has been... Well, it comes and goes. It's defunct, then it's not, then it is, then it isn't. Mm -hmm. What was it like seeing them live? It was just indescribable, you know. The whole stage, the whole slide, the whole thing was just like heaven just open. And the lights, you know, and then Ozzy comes, Naomi and Butler, and everybody's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. And, you know, it's, the, the world can end right there, you know. It's, happiest moment ever <laughs> oh my gosh mm -hmm. i can't even imagine that that's, mm -hmm. that's one of those bands that it's just, uh the unobtainable that i know that i won't be able to see yeah. i mean because mm -hmm. even if he performs now it, it wouldn't be well maybe it would i don't want to discredit it but maybe it just it's not going to be the same no. as probably even when you saw them or let's say 1970 saw them i can't that would be something i would i would time travel for yeah <laughs> no that that experience was just so unique. Mm -hmm. How does music fit into your creative process or within your artwork? Because, I mean, your art style varies from performance art to painting to kind of sculpture, special effects, makeup, murals, um, using discarded technology and other materials to create multimedia works. So where does music fit into that or does it? I'm assuming it does. I always have to play music when I'm creating. I Or... Sometimes NPR, but most of the time it's music. Oh, you listen to NPR? <laughs> yeah, most of the time in the Great. mornings when I'm making art in the morning. Nice. But in the afternoon it's more music, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like I said, you know, when, for example, if I have a artist block, play some metal, you know, that will get it, get it rolling. But if I'm in a normal creative state, it's more like Portishead, Massive Attack, that kind of. Oh, Portishead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, What's well, that dark goth rock metal alternative feel. Do you like Perturbator and things like that at all too? The what Perturbator. Have you heard of them? No, never I heard will them. show you them. I oh, think yeah. that you will dig that mm -hmm. quite a bit. Uh, where did the idea of Art Symbol Underground come from? Well, 
with my good friend Brian Weaver, we be, we met probably 2015, something like that. And I was doing a lot of art events just to help artists to be known, you know, without a gallery or all those things that most people don't know how to approach. So I, wanna, I just wanted to have artists to be artists and let's show everybody how cool you are, you know. And then Brian has been doing something similar by himself. So then we connected and said, let's do something bigger, you know, something cooler. So we started doing these events in downtown for Myers. But then I think it was time to grow up and be more professional. So officially in 2019, we formed the Our Sample Underground LLC just to have everything proper, you know, and taxes and all that. By the book. Yeah. Official. <laughs> Official. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and to be taken more seriously, too, you know. Because right now we really running into really big projects, and and I think it's been that aspect of just being professional too, you know. Describe what you're working on, and describe what Art Symbol Underground is for the many listeners possibly listening right now who don't know what it is. Well, it's a uh, it's hard to explain in just one field. Mm-hmm. In one aspect, right now we're working in public art, doing big murals. We teaming up with the community just to do. Projects that help the community itself. Um, if the community wants to get involved, paint, help us paint, and then we encourage that too. But mostly it's just to bring awareness to whatever this community is going through and have to help this area improve. Is Dun- the murals in Dunbar, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The, is, could you describe that project maybe? Yeah, that's probably our biggest project today. It's going to be about 240 feet long. Wow. And the the place is run by the I Will Foundation. That to me is like this guy is doing amazing work. Um, Jesse, he's he emptied this lot that it was you know full of drug houses and prostitutions. He, he flattened the land and now he's making a community garden. So he's gonna teach uh, kids how to grow their own vegetables. He's going to have swapping of vegetables when it's time to harvest. Whatever is left over is going to feed the homeless. Uh, everything's going to be power, powered by um, self-sustainable energy like solar power. So it's a whole cycle of just going back to to, to the basis, uh, showing kids how to grow your own food, you know, so be self-sustainable. Right. Like the cycle of violence in the area, you know, like showing them that there's more options because he always uh, also showing them trades, you know, like welding or some other stuff. So we're going to be helping them also with art. Like kids want to learn about art. We're going to be providing classes for these kids, too. Fantastic. So it's mm-hmm. elevating local artists. It's creating safer spaces and artistic and ingenuitive spaces in mm-hmm. in communities that might not have that access, uh, like Dunbar, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and describe the mural in Dunbar, because it depicts a lot of different things. Obviously said it's a 200 plus feet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jesse wanted to have something that encouraged the young kids, uh, giving them role model that, oh, yeah, I can be like this, you know, especially black uh, African-American figures, you know. So we have a port- super large pro- portraits of Obama, of uh, Oprah, of Vice President Kamala. Mm-hmm. And, and through history, especially in modern history, people that are still alive. So kids come and say, oh, I can be an astronaut. I can be a doctor. 
I can be a scientist, you know, and, and they look like me. So they feel uh, represented instead of some ancient figure that, you know, is being like Einstein or stuff like that, the typicals, you know. But these are people in our community, in our area, that they can relate and say, oh, I can be like them. So that's, to me, was an amazing project. Immediately when they he approaches, yeah, we, we're in. <laughs> and you also... Uh and Bell Tower uh, as well in Fort Myers, correct? Because I've seen uh, a few community people, sh- artists show up, and there's live painting events. Yeah, so that's the other side of our ensemble. We have our own gallery in Bell Towers. Mm-hmm. So we represent about 10 to 12 local artists. And every month we have this event that is called Battle of the Arts, which is not a battle. It's, we bring... There's a battle. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we bring as many artists as they want to sign up, and we put them out uh, through the plaza, and they have three hours to complete complete an art piece. Mm. And then we have a panel of three celebrity judges that will select the the best of the night, and also we have the people's choice. So those two winners of each month will advance to December, will be the final battle, where all the winners will compete for the final prize, and one of the part of the prize will be a solo show in the gallery or at the art center. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Keep me apprised of that. That would be that would be a fun story to do, oh, yeah. maybe for a little thing called WGCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you say that your best concert experience was Black Sabbath or does something else come to mind? Definitely Black Sabbath. Black yes. Sabbath, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite venue? Do you have a venue that you like to go to for concerts or does it not really matter to you? I've been a few times. I think it was called The Revolution in... For oh yeah, okay, yes. I saw really good bands over there. So who'd you see? Mainstream. Oh, I saw Just Down. You know, such a contrast, but I saw Just Down. Okay, I sneak back backstage just to talk to Just Down, but I was like two feet from her, and then the bodyguard came. That's awesome, though. <laughs> Did you get to talk to her at all, or no? No, no you didn't get close enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I talked to the band. You know, those yeah. amazing. Musicians too. I talked to all the band, and then like, Jostone has an amazing voice too. I love her voice. Gosh, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. goodness! So yeah, your music, your musical tastes—they vary quite a little bit. It's not just metal; it's no, a lot yeah, of no. other things too. I enjoy a, a lot of music, but not all the music. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, have you driven extremely far, gone to great distances to see a concert or a band or artist? No, I always. I think we're lucky in this area that we have Tampa and Miami, and we have really good concert board both areas. So I always went to those one of the two to see concerts. Yeah, a few bands I've been looking up recently that they're starting to tour again. I feel like people are starting to avoid Florida altogether. Uh, I think people just want to saw off our state and just let us sink somewhere sometimes because well, it's a little bummer, especially uh, anyone traveling from Europe or a different country. They'll go anywhere else in the United States, and I see they seem to omit Florida. Mm. So what's the beef, guys? I want to know. It's too hot. You can't say it's too hot. They go to freaking other places that are hot, too. You can say maybe it's too humid, but I, I, I think don't... it's the Florida man. Probably yeah, everybody the... hears about the Florida man, and uh, we're not going there. The Florida man, like a Sasquatch. It's like this, like some sort of cryptid type of creature. Uh, I actually kind of love that. What devices do you listen to music on? Now that I'm listening to this, I really want to get me a big system. Yeah. But lately, it's been just those portable Bluetooth speakers that... They're good, but not like these good. You know, like these headphones. Up. Okay, we're turning yeah. them on. To, they're listening to music through a. I'll even say not even good. A decent set of headphones completely changes the audio experience. And I'm Definitely. expecting for some reason Mike Knyri to say something right now, but I think he just probably agrees with me wholeheart- wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, yeah, the studio mics that we use, the Sony studio mics that are like the public radio standard, are yeah. really, really good. Mics. Yeah, or not mics, headphones. Headphones. What am I, right. I know what you meant, but mics. 
headphones, mics. mics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> headphones. <laughs> uh, do you have like record collections, anything like that? Some people, I mean, I know that's quite fashionable now, but I, I know I've had a record collection for quite some time. I, I still keep all my CD collection, even though I don't use it anymore. Yep. But the first thing that you see entering my studio is like three towers of CDs. I'll have to visit sometime. Yeah. Your studio is uh, where you, at your house, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gone in that space yet. I've yeah. been to the location, but I haven't mm-hmm. just let myself into the studio. Next time, I'll just kind of oh, waltz yeah. right in there. Oh, yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> so music in the car. You said you listen to WGCU. Do you mm-hmm. have any other stations that are set no. to your? No. <laughs> I love it. No. no. They're all nothing except yeah, for 90.1. No. Mm-hmm. We're all that he needs. Aww, yeah. I, I mean, like it, that. It's, the news, you know, it's always to the point, and I need to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. That's happening. Okay, back to music. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Yeah. When was the last time that you bought music in a physical form? Oh, that was uh, a month ago. What was it? Uh, Rocks Revolt and the Velvets. Oh, mm. so Rocks Revolt and the Velvets is a local band. Yeah, describe their flavor. It's like probably like seventies rock, full of energy. They were playing at the rooftop of the Davis Art Center. Yes, and. They play back Sabbath too. Like, oh my lord, yeah, what a treat! Oh you know, my those god, those guys are amazing. They really are, and mm-hmm. I mean, the vocals, the musical talent, the aesthetic. The aesthetics. No, it's a whole package, you know. They, I like that they take they think about all these details, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just. Um, I want to say it's more of a full experience. It's, it, experience, it's thought about yeah. in, the, in that full experience mm-hmm. type of a sense. Since we're talking about local music, are there any other local bands that maybe you want to give a shout out to? And that you're really into right now, or I love the electric mod. Yeah, I just seeing them live too is like that energy is just amazing. That's another kind of band that uh, harkens back to that old school kind of. I mean, they have a rock blues kind mm-hmm. of feel to them. So, but it's de- definitely set in that. Uh, but also, you know, that stoner rock vibe yeah. as well mm-hmm. comes through, uh, mm-hmm. which I, Black Sabbath e, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing with Constantine on the guitar yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for song number two. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, now I'm very excited about this. Uh, this song, I have a completely different love for this song because of what we do in the shadows, the TV show. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I love that show. I love that show. So the Jackie Daytona episode of that show, this song comes on, and I've been absolutely obsessed with it, really? and I cannot get it out of my head Ever since I knew it no. before, but because of that show and that scene, I know this word for word. I have to look the episode again because I remember. <laughs> oh, the regular human bartender, just yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. human guy. But I don't remember the song. In the oh episode, yeah, he puts okay. it on the jukebox, and it's a big theme through the rest of that episode. So please, I would yeah. love. Uh, do you want to listen to the song first? Do would you like to tell the story? Yeah, let's listen. To it. Let's listen to it. All right, yeah, let's listen to this. Uh, this is song number two. It is simply, simply, simply ir. Resistible by Robert Palmer from his 1988 <laughs> album Heavy Nova. I can't even get. I'm laughing yeah, so hard. I can't get it too. out. <laughs> I love yeah. it so much. Please tell me the song story behind that. Well, it's a funny story. Oh, I can't wait. So, um, I ha- um, 2016, I was having a solo show, kind of like bringing all the different series and aspects of my art. Uh, to the Davis Art Center, the first floor. So one part of it is my clothing line, Pioneer, that is using discarded materials to create clothing. 
So I wanted to include that in the show, but instead of putting on mannequins, I decided to call eight pretty friends and, and just put the dress on them. And they, the idea was they would be walking around the gallery, you know, all these decorations. Right. So I, I want them to look like in the video of this video, you know, all, all the hair pulled back and the same makeup, very 80s makeup, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I told him just that was the idea to the makeup people and hairstyles. Can, can you make them look like in this video? Oh, okay, perfect. But it, it was taking forever, you know, and it's like an hour. I'm already an hour late to my own show. And so when they finally ready, it was, this was the last minute. It was not planned, you know. So they're like, how do you want to introduce the, the girls to the video, to the, to the exhibition? And... So in that moment, it's like, okay, close the gallery doors, and I tell all of them to line up in two by two. Mm-hmm. And I, my friend DJ Saron was playing the music, so I call him like, when I give you a signal, you're going to play simply resistible, okay? And then one, two, three, play. The doors open, and there's two girls in front of me. I have two girls in my arms and four girls in the back, all with the, with the hair like in the video. Slick back hair. And, Bold start lip. walking, yeah. yeah, and everybody's you know, an hour into the exhibition, so the gallery's full, and just walking with eight gorgeous girls, simply irresistible. Yeah, <laughs> <I> <laughs> so it was like that. a quite the entrance, you know. I was surprised myself. <laughs> that was that's very fashionable. That seems very bold for you. I mean, when I have met you and you know met you and I've seen you at events and things, mm-hmm. you are a little more reserved. You speak when you feel the need to, <laughs> which I I honestly personally appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so. To be so bold, what what motivated you to do that? Improvisation, I think it was just because it was late. It was on the on the moment. Like, what are we gonna do? Okay, play this song. I know what to do. They they look like that. Okay, let's do this. And it was just improvisation. How are you? What were you lo- looking like that night? Mm, nothing special. Probably just black and a, uh, a sport All black, jacket. Everything. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> and, and then you know they walk to the to the title wall and take pictures and okay. You guys are the stars. Let me walk away. <laughs> what was the reaction of the crowd? It was wild, you know, just walking because we didn't go straight to that wall. We just go around the gallery and everybody's, what is happening here? Cesar, Cesar, <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> Cameras flying. Is it, that was, what it was, like? it was a quite a moment. Yeah, it was. So um, how was your exhibit received? He was great received, you know, because most people only seen like parts of it, like a, parts of each project, but I have the gallery divided by by mediums. Like here I have my oils, my charcoals, my sculpture, my fashion, um, a section with the video with the short films. And it was for me myself to see it in that in that way, you know, everything together, it was it was it was a great moment. That's why I put this song in because it marked a great great time in my life. You know, it was like a very proud moment. <laughs> Where does that song fit into your life now? I, I want to imagine that you turn that on when you just want to feel like a badass. I haven't played it. You know? it, it came to mind when you, I got invited, and then I listened to it like, yeah, brings good memories. <laughs> I want to know, why did you choose this song to be the song that played when you walked into the gallery one hour late? Because I, I referenced the video of the song for the makeup right. and hairstyle, so... So I already was in my mind, but not to play it, you know. <laughs> and then, like, 
I know what to do. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> I imagine that, you know, because the Sydney and Burn, uh, Mike actually helps run the film festival for Sydney and Burn. Mm-hmm. So he's in that sound booth mm-hmm. a lot. He is yeah. like his Mike Canary's booth up there. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm my just, home away from home. It's yeah. <laughs> home away from home. So I, I, I kind of saw him in my peripheral vision as you were telling the story. And I just mm-hmm. see his face light up as well because he knows exactly the layout of everything. Maybe mm-hmm. he was even there. Who knows? No, he doesn't remember that. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that's fabulous. So Simply Arizona will forever remind me now of that story and mm-hmm. of what we do in the shadows, which I, uh, maybe oh, I'll show no, you a clip before you yeah. leave, depending yeah. on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen any stage musicals at all or plays or anything along those lines? Yes. Oh, was, what, was that, what was that reaction? Because I, I was kind of against musicals. Uh-huh. Never been a big fan of it yeah. until I saw the Book of the Mormon. Okay. That was, God, just... Thank you, baby Jesus. You know, it yeah. was so amazing. You know, I never laughed so hard for such a two hours. You know, it's I haven't had the pleasure to see it like really? on stage. Oh, when they, I saw it at the Barbara Beam. Right. And I, in the beginning, I thought people would walk out, you know, because it was so hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But this, I heard in Naples, they walk out, but in here, like everybody stayed. And I was kind of feeling. Bad. I'm enjoying it so much. You know, it's, it was such a great time. Mike, you saw it too, right? I did. Oh. I saw it at Barbara B. Man. It's like <laughs> it's like Family Guy wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love. Like I mean, it's South Park guys, obviously. South, but, yes. Yeah. But I, it has I, that sort of like, oh, oh, yeah. you went there. Oh, oh, and you went there too. Oh, yeah. the next time push that comes, a bit. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's. Book of Mormon has happened a few times in South Florida, so I hope to catch it some other time. That would be absolutely fabulous. Uh, what about uh, movie, movie musicals? No. 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 <laughs> Mike, do you want to pitch across the universe to him? No. no. Don't do it. Uh, that's the Baby Beatles. Driver. Baby Driver. I did like Baby Driver, but that's not necessarily a musical. It's okay. a movie that's driven by the soundtrack, which I am all okay, about yeah. using music as a mm-hmm. medium to tell a story yeah, like and that. push a story forward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like the car door shuts and the song starts or it it's like they're always putting music. It's when he puts headphones on mm-hmm. and, the, you know, it, it's that organic. This is when music would happen. Uh, yeah. that, so that I, we always recommend Baby Driver. We should have a Baby Driver have, viewing yeah. party one day with our guests. That would be cool. Yeah, I've been watching lately Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. And I loved how they do that, mix the music with what mm-hmm. is happening. I, I, I love that. That's music brilliant. has a way to do so much in so many different mm-hmm. things in in film art uh, I mean any form of art in my opinion I think that music can be such a driving force to yeah. the execution of how that goes you can kill a movie you put the wrong music and oh no I killed the whole mood but mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have the most cryptic lyrics with an incredibly boppy poppy dancey <laughs> right you know so yeah. but and so that evokes different moods from you because you're conflicted to feel happy about this because of maybe what the lyrical content yeah. is but then even you know they could flip that on its head too so and you know early on in Ecuador I didn't didn't know English, so mm-hmm. it was mostly about just the music, not the lyrics. Right. Until little by little learning more English, and then, ah, oh, now that, oh, they're saying this, wow. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> so, some, some sounds got ruined by that, you know. Like, Can you think of one? Mm, now that's top of my head. But I remember having that feeling like, oh, really? Oh, I'm not going to listen to this again. <laughs> yeah, it's like what I, I mean, like, um, I remember, do you know the song Bump and Grind from like R. Kelly? 
Definitely not. Oh, good Lord. That was a very big song. <laughs> that was not I, just no. That was that definitely was not. Definitely not. <laughs> well, it was on the radio all the time. And I remember being on the bus and going to school and that would play at like 6 a.m. with these elementary school kids and everyone would sing this song. Mm. And I, later, and I knew the words, but then later you look back on that and it's kind of like, oh, God, I should not have been, <laughs> that should not have been exposed to such a young elementary school person. Yeah. Uh, do you karaoke? Yes. What? Yeah. Well, you karaoke. Um, We're going. I would. I never said that to anyone before this. I'm like, I would go with you. So, my first karaoke song was "Gangsta's Paradise." Heck yes, <laughs> that's awesome. So I need to see this in real life. It was hilarious because the place was full of tall guys. Was it know? here or yeah. okay, Southwest Florida here? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fort Myers. Yeah. Where Where was it? Was it Mona I think Lisa's? It was in Mona Lisa. Yes, yeah. everyone does karaoke at Mona Lisa's if you're in Southwest Florida. And you know, and at the time I, I was wearing my my Che Guevara hat, so mm-hmm. my army jacket, and then I started singing "Gangsta's Paradise." I just imagine what contrast bring to the place, like, and everybody's like, "What?" Looking, doing the most <laughs> and imagine with my accent I on just, top of that. Honestly, I want to see that song. All right, the next time you go, you let me know because I would mm-hmm. love to. I would love to see that. Uh, oh no! Yes! Maybe. Oh my God! He's having you go. You ready? Maybe. Maybe. It's coming. It's coming. It'll come. We're getting there. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> oh, that's a long intro. Or is the karaoke version? Oh, is this the karaoke version of it? It is the karaoke. Oh, version. Oh, I was waiting for him to sing. <laughs> I think we. Did. I think you guys did fine. <laughs> okay. Good I thing. Know, the, we were waiting for the the lyrics. Both of us. Yeah, we're still going. This should have happened by now. This yeah. should have happened. I'm watching the lyrics go across the page, and I'm like, I thought <laughs> you guys I didn't remember to be these long of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> we both started like it should have started right here. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Do you have a nickname by chance that has stuck with you at all? I used to have in Ecuador, mm-hmm. but. Have not used that here. Yeah, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. Well, my second name is Alfonso. Mm-hmm. So when I was very little, they will my family will ask me, "What's your name?" And I cannot repeat it. You know, I said Moncho, and it's t- that's what stuck. So it's Monchi or Moncho. That's it's very what my, cute. My family or close friends in Ecuador call me, but not not here. I'll refrain. <laughs> I'll try really hard not to do that the next time I see you. So I I. I Gave myself my nickname. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any? This is another sing along. Do you have any TV theme songs that, when you think of a TV theme song, you know the words that you've committed to memory that maybe you would consider singing along with us if we also know the words? So, listening to some of the post- podcasts, yeah, you know, I was trying to think. What well, nothing comes to mind. Only was True Blood. Oh, yeah. I want to do bad things yeah. to you. I could sing that with you. Yeah, cool. If I remember the lyrics, I'm like, we could we could <laughs> sing that. And that we, shout out to Cath uh, Brandwood for suggesting you as a guest. You've been on my list for people to potentially source for guests for this podcast. So yeah, that, that was you. episode mm-hmm. 176. If you haven't listened to that, please mm-hmm. do. She had a wonderful episode. We had a lot of mm-hmm. laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, her against Alexa, her dad who dresses up as Elvis. I mean, so many different things. I so heard I'm some so happy. cries too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very happy that uh, she suggested you. Here we go. Well, let's see if I remember the lyrics. I know all the words to this song. When you came in, the air went out. 
In every shadow filled up with doubt. You have a nice voice. Nice big microphone. I don't know what you think you are, but before the night is through. Ooh. I want to do bad things with you. There we go. I like that. Very good. Mm. Yeah, that was only... my favorite one that we've done. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was the, the most professional one. one. I thought that so. That was really well done. <laughs> you and I can go and do duets together. I, we start doing this thing at the gallery after we close the gallery. Yeah. We just play karaoke with friends. So you should come to Please. private karaoke. I would yeah. love that. I mm -hmm. literally live up the street from Bell Tower. Yeah. Okay. So cool. I'm like. Karaoke night. Now we're going to be best friends. Do we just become best friends? Of course. <laughs> uh, if you were a championship wrestler, what would your entrance music theme song be? And describe what that moment would be when you came out from behind those curtains and walking so, down that ramp. So I done this song on karaoke too. Mm -hmm. So it would be Love It Loud by Kiss. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Okay, so what would the motif be like? Uh, you don't have to come up with a name if you can't think of one. I, I've been putting you on the spot a lot. Uh, if you had a name, that'd be cool. But what would your motif be? And what would maybe like pyrotechnic situation? Would it just be loud? Like what would it be? I assume Kiss, you yeah. know. Uh, that's probably the second most amazing concerts in Kiss Live. But if I'm going to use Kiss, it has, has to be pyrotechnics involved, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you'd walk out, song would kick, and it would just be... Yeah. Which, well, which face paint mask thing would you be? Or do you, yeah, do you face paint or do you not? Yeah, just the eyes, you know, like... Just the eyes? Like yeah. a black... Like Drogo guy. Oh, yeah, yes. Call Drogo. <laughs> just, ooh. Yeah. That's very nice. You cosplayed as him, did you not? You what? Call Drogo, did you? Yeah, I did. I thought you did. I... The one of the battles of the arts was this girl that was doing face painting, so she she wanted to get somebody just to bring people to get face painting. Huh? Use me as an example, you know. And I said, "Can you do it like this?" And she did such a good job. It's yeah. a very good look for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a cocktail or drink of some kind, what would it be? It doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. It could be. It can be whatever kind of beverage you think it would be. Uh, what would it be? What would you call it? And, uh, yeah, because we want to put together, we are putting together a cocktail cookbook of our guests. So, again, Brian Weber, he, he probably is the best cocktail mixer ever. Um, He's multi-talented. Yeah. <laughs> so, he created this drink, and I've, I don't know if he has a name. He was out of his head. But he had... I'm, Pretty sure it was vodka, but he also put the jalapenos and can't remember the whole thing. But it was spicy and Ooh. strong. So that sounds like an Ernest Hemingway. There's a, a drink called an Ernest Hemingway mm -hmm. that is. It's but it, I don't think there's maybe there's jalapeno in it or it tastes like at least there's jalapeno in it. But it's a some it's vodka some kind of clear liquor. But it tastes like it's very it's very refreshing. It has lime I think and, yeah, and jalapeno cucumbers cucumber. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're looking at so it's spicy, uh -huh. but it's. Yeah, it's refreshing, too. So the Cesar, what, what would you call it? Because this is, again, your cocktail. So well, you can call it whatever you want, despite what he might call it. Let's say the same name as my wrestler. The, okay. The Master C. The Master C? <laughs> I like that. So it's vodka and muddled 
cucumber and jalapeno. I will ask him for the recipe. And okay, we'll clarify because, that yeah. then. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Mike, he looked like he had a follow up. <laughs> I love it. No, I was just going to mention that. Um, um, you know, the episode that came out today with Melinda Isley. Mm-hmm. During that, we speculated about maybe having a cocktail party. Sometime later this year, and one of her clients is the veranda downtown, and so she started to lay the groundwork for that, so... Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Radio Radio Land. That would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it, but it's already time for your last song. Wow. Yeah, it's already time for song number three. So how would you want to go about this, baby? Well... Song first and then song we'll first explain. again because it definitely is not a song that will. I was surprised my, seeing yeah. the song come come from you. I will the... never listen to this song okay. on my normal like if I put on Pandora or Spotify, it will never play on my list. That's very typical, mm-hmm. or I mean, a little bit typical. You know, song stories aren't necessarily mm-hmm. your favorite songs. That's yeah. one thing we we remind our guests and people all the mm-hmm. time. My three song stories weren't necessarily my favorite songs, yeah. but are the ones that the, when I first thought of it, these are the three memories that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna listen to "Vacation" by Dirty Heads from their 2017 album "Swim Team." Um, no, we've been working pretty hard with the mural business and the gallery and. We've been putting really long hours. So we were painting this really big mural in Port Charlotte for a store that was to open. And since we were painting a mural in the afternoon in Fort Myers, and then we go at night to paint in Port Charlotte. And it was great because the store is empty. It's a massive store, and there's nobody in the store. So it's just Brian and me, and we will... One day he will DJ, the next day we DJ. But every time he will DJ, it was this music and this song will always show up. Mm-hmm. But I was not paying attention. You know. And then um, one of those nights, he, he yelled from the other side of the room, hey, this should be your song. And it's the first time that I pay attention to the lyrics. And and it's, it, it, it was such a great feeling, you know. It's we making a life of out of living, or I can paraphrase what he says, but we're enjoying what we're doing. Yeah. We, we don't work. With There's no other day in our lifestyle we're working because we're enjoying so much what we're doing, you know, with the gallery or with the murals or at the arts. And it's just, I just enjoy it every day, you know. So I haven't worked in a long time. <laughs> it's uh, And it was that moment that made me realize that, and, oh, I don't actually work. <laughs> so it was this massive place, and we're doing something beautiful, and... And just, yeah, we enjoying life. Mm-hmm. What were you painting? It's this Florida scene. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really nice kind of sunset with the, some buildings to the left and the palm trees and the bridges that go to, to Port Charlotte in mm-hmm. the distance and just make it make it look like the golden hour, you know. It was right. it was a fun project, you know. Not not like one of our more involved projects, but it was nice, beautiful, kinda of relaxing project to, to work, you know, and and now the song is stuck in my head because <laughs> of that, that period, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to it when you uh create together now? Is it is it a mainstay that it has to come on now? It comes usually it comes up. Yeah. It is on his playlist, so usually it usually comes up, yeah. Uh, 
it, I mean, because it's a it's a very different song than the music that you've been describing that you mm-hmm. actually like. But mm-hmm. I talk about this quite often: is that lyrics can make or break a song for oh, me. Yeah. The tone of a person's voice, uh, what mm-hmm. the lyrical content actually is, it also exposes me and has me like music I didn't think maybe that I would like otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be very much the case with this song and with mm-hmm. you, because mm-hmm. this does not seem like a song you would have sought out in any way, shape, or form. Mm, no. I will definitely make a metal version out of this. <laughs> oh, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Metalize the vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other music that Brian's exposed you to by working together? Yeah, definitely the more, how do you call it, hippie music? Yeah, well, it's kind of like uh, like boho hip-hop, boho, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably just made that genre up, but yeah. I'm going to go for it. Sounds like a style. Yeah, it sounds like mm-hmm. something. I and mean, there's a hundred thousand different metals. So, <laughs> what was the genre of the music that Kath said you recommended to her? That was something strange. Oh, that, that was hilarious because she said Christian metal uh, <laughs> is not. I don't listen to Christian metal. The band was called Christian Death. Okay, but not Christian metal. Christian so Death. She's so. Um, I introduced her to that darker music, but mm. not to Christian metal. <laughs> not to Christian metal, no. Hey, there are some Christian rock bands that are good ones, really, yeah. no, really, really, really good. good. Ones, yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel terrible that I can't say this is the really good Christian rock band because they're all in my head right now and I can't mm-hmm. seem to spit that out uh, because I'm just envisioning you having like that, you know, that's a really awesome moment <laughs> to come to realize that something that you've worked so hard at your entire life Mm -hmm. that you've done as an extracurricular or a creative outlet thing is now Mm -hmm. what you do to put a roof over your head to get out in the community. What, what does Mm -hmm. that feel like? It's a great feeling, you know, it's, um, and just being able to help other artists too, you know, because we have such a crazy talented people that you never get to know, but just being in this position, it it kind of makes it easier for me to just, First, meet different artists, and then second, just, hey, come do something cool with us. You know, that's, that's just, I, I like it. Uplifting the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could broadcast one song into the mind of every single person on the planet right now, what song would that be? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to have any intention. I, I, I want to clarify that. There's no intention that it has to have unless you want it to have some kind of intention. So usually we get the well wishes, but I think mine would well, mine would probably be a little more wicked, so... <laughs> uh, the probably comes to mind immediately is Sean Lee and the Ping Pong Orchestra, Kiss the Sky. Oh, okay. I like the the kind of you being down, but you can go higher. Yeah. Kind of message he has. Yeah. So that's a good uplifting message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I'm terrible, and I'm like, I think I would like to just blare like daughters or something that's kind of really jaunty, crazy, and weird. So then everyone just sort of freaks out a little bit. Yeah. That's just because I'm a chaotic person. I well, think that, a little more chaotic, or, neutral. <laughs> would be that or Mr. Doctor, but David Doll. Oh, Devil! That, I mean, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I have not heard another person mention Devil Doll in so many years. So mm. that's fabulous that you did. I know there's a Devil Doll band that's more disco. Yeah. But the Devil Doll that I'm talking about is he's East European dark metal. Dark ambient metal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on the same page. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> not disco. No disco. No, I, I, just, I thought that you just love disco. That's what you told me. That's what I got from this whole conversation um, is that disco is your, your thing, right? No, no entiendo que me dices. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so if you had to guess, what would you say is a song that you've listened to the most? Is there a song that you constantly turn on? It's between... 
Well, it has to be something Portis head or massive attack. Okay. Yeah, Paradise Circus comes to mind immediately, mm-hmm. or Roads by Portis head. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That does '90s dark feel. There's nothing like that. I mean, that's yeah. that was a, that was a good time for alternative music. Yeah, especially those coming from England, which yeah. is amazing music coming from there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Glory Box. I know a lot of people probably know that song by Porter mm-hmm. Said. That's a very sexy song, too. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that song. Uh, is there any music that you will completely avoid listening to, that if it comes on, it's just uh, one of those definitely no? Disco. Disco? <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Ava or Bee Gees, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, Ava or Bee Gees. Yeah, like, If you're staying alive, you get away from Cesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, what about um, bands or musicians uh, that you're familiar with that you think would be cool to kind of expose our listeners to? Well, definitely the Revolt, the Roxy. Rocks Revolt, oh, yeah. and the Velvets, Southwest Florida Darlings. Mm, yeah, yeah. The Electric Mod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I see them, you know, it's just such a nice energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are really fun shows, and mm-hmm. I mean, again, they they put a lot of work into the showmanship of the mm-hmm. shows as well. A yeah. little more theatrics with mm-hmm. Rock's Revolt, though. Yes, um, uh, but th- those are great shows. Any maybe uh, more popular, larger bands that you think that our audience wouldn't be familiar with, which I'm probably probably a few with well, your background. From what I hear, like not many people know about Party's Head. Okay. So if I can recommend. To anybody, listen to Portishead. Listen to Portishead <laughs> because they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there an album that you have to listen all the way through when you put it on? Mm, probably Portishead or The Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a weird split with people in Pink Floyd sometimes. They mm-hmm. love it or they do not. Mm-hmm. So you love it. I love it. Pink cool. Yeah, Mike and I gave you a nice nod of approval with the with yeah. Pink Floyd there. You can't not love it. I I went to see the I think it's called Pink Floyd. The yeah, Pink the, Floyd. Yeah, we, the Barbar Beam. Yeah, that oh, actually uh, we we have tickets show. at WGCU uh, usually for Pink Floyd and for yeah. those types of concerts. Yeah, it's one of those like member benefits. We get All certain right, special like, seats, mm. and if you make a donation to WGCU, you get these tickets. And right. oh yeah, we have like we I, I do TV pledge um, for us as well. Mm. So I am on television, and usually like David Bowie concerts, uh, the Fab Four. Yeah, yeah, like Pink Floyd. Uh, any Joe Bonamassa. I've also done. That, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'll you can see me on TV. Hey, yeah, su- support us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if you want to go to the Fab Four Beatles one with me. I'm probably going to that, so Definitely, I yeah. do. I will mm-hmm. get two tickets to that. So yeah. it's the best Beatles tribute concert band ever. Okay. Are yeah. you a Beatles fan? Yeah, cool. we have the tribute every year at the Davies Center. Too, oh right. So, yeah, so. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Look at that small mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Is there a best album of all time in your opinion? Hmm. I have to say Portishead. You just can keep defaulting to that. The self-title? It's just the self-title. Yeah. Well, that one and the second one. I can look it up. Uh, because it's the only two albums that I can listen all the way without through. skipping it. Every song is perfect. The whole line, the way that one song comes after the other one, they're just perfect. And they only put three albums because that's the sad part. But, oh, yeah. The, no, Dummy is the first one. Dummy, that's right. Okay. And then... Uh, the self-titled is the, the 97. Yeah, it's the okay, second so one. Okay, probably the self-titled. And but another one came out in 2008. And now that's hmm. impressive. As I, didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't even know that. No, yeah, I, I don't like it as much as the previous one. But, yeah, But probably the self-titled probably is yeah, my favorite album. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have a favorite band of all time? Portishead. The band that I the the question that I couldn't answer in my episode of Three Song Stories. Do you have a favorite band? I couldn't answer that. <laughs> well, between them and Black Sabbath. Yeah. Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick, which one? Black Sabbath. Okay. Ooh, yeah. he was. He like pained him to say Black Sabbath because I, I love Portishead, <laughs> but I would love to see them live. Yeah. But yeah, that's a tough choice. It is. Yeah. Um, do you have a fourth song that you, or a song that you maybe thought would be in your three? Is there a, a contender that came up while you're trying to decide your song stories? I had one, but I cannot remember what it was. What was it? No, I, it's a, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, what was the process for choosing your songs? Because, you know, you took a, a few people do. You take a minute after mm-hmm. I reached out to you thinking that you'd be a great guest. Uh, what was the process then? Well, it was hard because I can think of uh, eras mm. of the music. It rem- reminds me of an era, but not of a specific memory. It was very hard to just come to a specific memory. So then coming to these moments in life, it was, okay, these are the ones. But then it was the conflict, like, but they're not my type of music. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it was weird in that sense. Isn't yeah. it strange how that happens, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. to think about your so- when you think about your biography through music, you mm-hmm. probably would not have chosen those yeah, three. Maybe like, Paranoid, yeah. that, that, seems to, mm-hmm. that seems to check out. Uh, but the Simply Irresistible? Like, uh, well, I'm kind of simple. <laughs> 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 Sorry, a little giggle fit action there. Um, what do you think your 14-year-old self would think of you today? Hmm. I think he will be proud, you know, like, yeah, you use your energy well instead of getting arrested or going killed on the streets, you know. You use that energy in the good way, yeah. Because still using that in a political way, you know, just trying to not only bring awareness, but tr- bring action to issues that are affecting us, you know. So I think, yeah, you did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it seems like you use your art as a way to express that now. Definitely, all the time. Because I don't like the idea of art just being pretty pictures or something nice on the wall or people come, okay, nice. I want art to affect people. I am for whatever reason, it can be something happy or it can be something that has immediate uh, attention, like the environment, for example. You know? And I think it's the perfect way to do it through art. Every, you don't need language. You don't need much explanation. Just one image can change the whole thing. You know? So I love that, that art, you, you're able to communicate to anybody with no word. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now it is time. We're we're at the end of this. Do you have three people that you would like to recommend to be a guest on our podcast? Yeah. I mean, because I know they're they're very musical inclined and their lives revolve up in, about music. First one definitely has to be brother Brian Weaver, you know, because we share so much time and mixing music together. So definitely will be him, first mm-hmm. choice. Then... Um, Diego Bernie, he's an amazing musician in Naples. He played with a lot of famous musicians, and he has probably the, the coolest record collection I, I've seen. Anything you know, want to know about, about music, you ask him, you know. He, he has always a cool uh, suggestion about whatever you want in music or just his knowledge of musicians and 
Everything music is amazing. Nice. Number three? Number three will be um, DJ Ceron. Okay. Yeah, he same thing, his passion for music. He he made his living just out of the passion of music, you know. Mm-hmm. And he they're all local, aren't they? Yeah, the uh, Diego and DJs around Naples and yeah. Brian Weaver here in Formar. So. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The last question I'll have, and this question is a little a little bit of a question. It's a multi-part question. Mm-hmm. Of your three songs, if you had to choose one of the songs you get to listen to as much as you want over and over and over again, but that's the only song that you listen to anytime you could put music on. That was the only thing. Every time you turned on your phone, every time you put on Pandora, car, mm-hmm. everything, that's what would be playing. What song of the three would that be? That's easy. Paranoid. Paranoid, okay. <laughs> if you had one song that you would ensure would still be listened to in the future and that people would know this song, it would be kind of a universal, we all know this song, what song would that be? So you already took away Paranoid. You have two left. I think because of the lyrics, mm-hmm. I will go with Vacation. Vacation. Mm-hmm. So then, the last is if there was a, it was if the song never existed, like the one of the songs that just doesn't exist at all. So would that be your second song? Simply irresistible is gone forever. It would be sad, but yeah, can't live without sad, it. <laughs> there's no telling where it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to share with the audience, with me, and your adventure here on Three Song Stories? Well, um, it's just great what you guys are doing is just to know people through music is like the best way to 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 know somebody. I was just thinking on the way here, like you should you guys should do like an application, like a like a match instead of people Ooh. putting a bio. Yeah. So three songs that define you know. Oh, I I can go out with this. Person, I can go out, like a dating service. Yeah. Oh. That's actually when we first launched the show, I had lunch with Eric Raditz and he was all excited about it. And he's like, You can make this into a dating service. I was like, dude, let's just like get ten episodes done. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on two hundred pretty well, now, soon here. Now's the time, like, oh, <laughs> that's smart. Well, you and I'll test that out later. Mm-hmm. Cesar, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you so much. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. It was so much fun. We make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is host and creator. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and host and producer. I'm host and online content producer. Our executive producer is Chris Duffus. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studios in St. Pete. You can find us on social media. We are at Three Song Stories on Facebook and on Instagram at Three Song Stories. Your support means the world to us. So please like, comment, subscribe, share with a friend or anybody else that you can think of. And also you can donate to the station in honor of Three Song Stories. So if you go to WGCU.org, you click that donate button. You can donate and comment that you did so because of Three Song Stories. Your support lets us do what we do so well. For our parting tune this week, I'm going to get a little personal with you, listeners. Uh, This song is by a band called Poison the Well. Uh, It comes from an album, You Come Before You, that was released in 2003. 
And the song is Apathy is a Cold Body. So before I met my boyfriend, Colin, we actually became introduced on a Facebook group, a local Southwest Florida Facebook group called Collaborative Mixtapes, where you could just pick a theme uh, and everyone would respond with a song that met that theme. And, you know, I didn't know Colin in real life. So we had, you know, commented back and forth, similar artists or maybe artists that one another didn't know, but we were super into, which was nice. I have a very odd music taste. If you've listened to this podcast for quite some time, I am an audiophile through and through. Uh, So when I had the opportunity to meet Colin in real life, uh, I went up to him and introduced myself, uh, stuck my hand out and said, you know, hi, I'm Tara. And he just stared at me stone cold face and said, yeah, I know. Very Han Solo, I know. Like, I love you, I know. Uh, And I still am standing there with my hand outstretched to him. And he was just staring at me with this very blank, you know, uh, no emotion in his face whatsoever. Uh, So I just said, well me and walked away from him Uh, and the reason that this song is the one that I chose is because it's one of the first songs that I posted in the uh, collaborative mixtape Facebook group and and he responded to that in a positive way so uh, kind of a weird story obviously we are together now we've been together for about four years I hope you enjoy the song and I hope that you keep listening Next time on Three Song Stories. The flowing robes, the full grace. I mean, this dude is over me and I'm like. Striking. I'm stoned and he is striking. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing?